I love toys. I've always loved toys. Before yeah. I had kids, I collected toys. I'd buy toys and leave them in boxes. They're still <laughs> storage. You know, little by little, sometimes I unbox some of them and give them to the kids. Like I had a Rainbow Bright, for example. Working with toys has been like a really exciting thing. <laughs> Are you ready for Black Friday, but still not sure what to get the kids? In this episode, I have a Latina mom of two. She's a content creator, blogger, digital parenting expert, and founder of NYC Tech Mommy, Monica Encarnacion. Join us as we talk toys. We'll cover the must-haves this holiday season from bilingual toys, educational toys, creative toys, games, and even dolls. We'll let you know which stores have the best bargains and find out which childhood toys we still love. Plus, stay around to the very end for a very special message you won't want to miss. Así que no te lo pierdas. You're listening to the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast, where we empower moms raising bilingual kids, talk about growing up Hispanic and tradiciones, and celebrate motherhood. It's time to keep it real, learn tips and tricks from other moms like you, and start creating a legacy your abuela would be proud of. If you're a Latina mom or have a multicultural family like mine, then you're in the right place. I am your host, proud immigrant daughter, rock star wife, mom to five-year-old Victoria Grace, Soy yo. mi legacy founder and cafecito lover, Danny Perez. Hola, hola, how are you? I hope that you're doing well. ¿Cómo estás? Turkey Day is around the corner. Oh my goodness. I hope that you are going to be safe. I hope that you are going to be surrounded by your loved ones, but I hope that it's under 10. <laughs> For the sake of the community and everyone around you and the elderly, I've been a little sad because we typically go down to Florida uh, for Thanksgiving to see my parents. So that's not going to happen this year. And we are considering going for Christmas, but that's yet TBD. So, so you know, one day at a time, but I hope that you stay safe. So that's, that's number one. It's been a little bit of an emotional week for us because... As I mentioned in the last episode, you know, Victoria has been uh, dealing with stomach issues and reflux and limited to what she's eating. And then on top of that, the fact that we are not going to Florida for Thanksgiving. And on top of that, the fact that they have shut down her school and now she's home again. And, you know, so many things, one after the other, that it's it's just been a, an emotional week. I am forever grateful for Lina Acosta Sandal. From the previous episode, she gave some really amazing tips on how we can help our children stay emotion emotionally balanced. I cannot tell you enough. If you haven't listened to that episode, you have to listen to that episode. There are so many takeaways, so many. And I have been applying a lot of them this past week, to be honest. And the episode was really a godsend because uh, I think now more than ever, we're going through so much with our children, with ourselves. You know, todos estamos en la casa 24-7. It's a lot for them. It's a lot for us. And Honestly, it's a miracle que uno no se vuelve loco because it's just, it, it's too much and it continues to be prolonged. And then, you know, you get upset because people don't wear the mask and then it just like stretches it longer and longer. And it's just, it, it's just hard. It's just hard. So having the tools and resources uh, to empower us as moms, as parents, as caretakers is really, really helpful and ensures that, that we can just take it day by day because this is not going to end tomorrow. 
so we have to be prepared a little bit mentally to kind of deal with the changes. And it's a big roller coaster rise. It really is. Give that episode a listen. It's really going to help you. It's been helping me. And I've said this before, get the help that you need. I'm going to therapy. We are starting therapy again with Victoria and to deal with her emotional issues and what she's going through. And uh, it's just a reason to talk to somebody and, and get help. Nadie tiene que saber. Nobody needs to know. Just sometimes you really need that outlet so that you can just get that stuff off of you. And honestly, it's like for the hour that you're in, in your therapy session or talking to whomever it is that you're talking to, es una descarga. It's like a, a mental download. It's very helpful. So that's my take on that. I mean, <laughs> last week I told you about my 30 for 30. <laughs> I'm still on it. <laughs> I missed two days. To be honest, I missed two days. I've had a lot of orders. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Every day packing and, and shipping. So sometimes it gets busy. So yeah, so I missed a couple of days. And I, I, to be honest, I felt really bad for not doing it. But I'm doing good. I mean, my, my calendar is getting filled with happy faces. So I'm still doing it. Of course, it's not helpful when you have neighbors that knock on your door and bring you coquito. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, I can't say no. <laughs> Are you ready for your Christmas shopping for a Black Friday? Woo woo! <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so ready for La Navidad. My husband refuses to let me decorate and I want to kill him because he says it's too early and I'm like so ready. I already bought the decorations. I'm ready to put everything out and he won't let me. <laughs> but just have you signed a petition so that I can decorate my house. <laughs> Black Friday is coming up and I want to share with you a deal that we have at the shop. So for Black Friday and Small Business Saturday, because we are a small business, we are offering free shipping on every single order. So no matter the quantity, you get free shipping. And on top of that, you get a 25% off coupon. You can just enter the promo code GRACIAS25. That's G-R-A-C-I-C. I can't even spell. G-R-A-C-I-A-S-25. GRACIAS. And we only ship in the U.S. Sorry for my international listeners. We only ship the U.S. for now. For now, okay? So I don't want you to miss that. Add us to your shopping list among the Walmarts and Targets and Amazons. Remember to ship to support remember to support <laughs> remember to support your small businesses or your small local businesses like us a ver a ver que mas te digo what else is going on today we're talking about black friday we're talking about toys holiday gift card i feel like oprah <laughs> and you get a toy and you get a toy and you get a toy <laughs> no mentira <laughs> don't, yeah, don't expect a toy from us <laughs> Today, I have with me Monica Encarnacion. Monica is the brains, the digital tech brains behind NYC Tech Mommy. I love Monica. She is a world of wisdom when it comes to tech, when it comes to raising digital citizens. Sometimes non-tech moms like me are a little bit scared, so she really helps guide us. So we've come up with a holiday toy gift guide 
for you that has the best of both worlds. It has the best of the tech toys and the non-tech toys. We go down everything from bilingual toys, educational toys, creative, muñecas, da-da-da-da. It's a great guide, especially I feel like we know what we're gonna get our kids, but sometimes you don't know what to get their amiguitos or what to get your sobrina or what to get your goddaughter or godson. So I think that this is a, a guide that will help. Remember, you have the shopping. You're going to be great. We're going to give you some great deals. But before all of that, do not forget to take a minute to be grateful, to be thankful that you're alive. Tienes vida, that you can breathe no matter what the circumstances are. You are here. You are listening. You are wonderful. And there is so much to be thankful for. Even if it's a crazy year, there is so much to be thankful for. Do not take that for granted. And you know what else? I am thankful for you. I am truly thankful for you. Mil gracias for taking time out of your busy, hectic day to listen to this podcast. I am thankful because you chose this podcast to entertain you, to hopefully inform you, to empower you. I am thankful for you. Te quiero a big, 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 big Thanksgiving hug from me to you and from our family to yours. Que disfrutes. And I'll talk to you soon, okay? Ciao, ciao. In today's episode, I have Monica Encarnacion. She is the founder of NYC Tech Mommy. She is a content creator who specializes in all things digital for our kids. I'm so excited to have her on for today because we're talking Christmas and we're talking toys and we're talking gifts. Monica, thanks so much for being on. Hi, thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to share some fun toys and tech with you today and with your listeners. So, Monica, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So again, my name is Monica and I'm the mom behind the NYC Tech Mommy blog. I was raised in New York City, live in New York City, although right now because of the pandemic, we're staying in Pennsylvania with my parents um, so that we can all quarantine together. I'm the daughter of immigrant parents from Uruguay, married with two kids and my husband's family's from Puerto Rico. So we both grew up speaking Spanish at home. I can't say we're doing the best job with the kids now <laughs> at home, speaking Spanish to them, but we're a bilingual family. Oh, very good. So let's talk about your kids. You have two kids, right? A 12-year-old and a 6-year-old. So you said that you may be struggling to raise them to be bilingual. Share with us your struggles. What's what's going on? <laughs> sure. I mean, because my husband and I both were born and raised uh, in the U.S., you know, went to school speaking English, we gravitate to English all the time. We think mm -hmm. in English and we end up speaking in English at home um, when it's just us. Now, it's different when my parents or his parents are around. We might speak mm -hmm. more Spanish. But when it's just us and the kids, we end up speaking more English. But I still consider them bilingual. And I really turn to a lot of like tech and books and things like mm -hmm. that games and stuff like that to keep them, you know, speaking Spanish and practicing Spanish. They're not fully fluent. We're working on it. So things like tech, some of their favorite apps that have Spanish uh, components to it or uh, toys maybe that speak in Spanish also. We listen to music in Spanish, watch cartoons in Spanish, uh, you know, play games in Spanish, watch YouTube videos in Spanish and read lots of books in English and Spanish. So if I can find a great book that's bilingual that they can read in English and I'll read to them in Spanish, you know, eventually it warms them up and they end up reading it in Spanish too. So um, that's kind of how I'm raising them and kind of uh, making it work for us. 
I think that's great. They're still being exposed to the language and it's never too late uh, for them to learn. So I think that's great. Let's talk a little bit about your cultures because you said that uh, you're part, um, how do you say, Uruguayan? Uruguayan, <laughs> I guess, in English. <laughs> In Spanish. And husband your husband is Puerto Rican. Although so, at this point, being married 20 years, I always tell him he's more, more Uruguayan than Puerto Rican now. <laughs> so what do you guys do with your kids like now for the holidays? Share with us some of your traditions. I mean, for the holidays, we kind of, it's kind of a big mix. We're eating both kinds of foods. You know, we're having Puerto Rican pasteles and, you know, my mom's making Uruguayan empanadas, you know, so <laughs> we're always like mixing the foods. It's always very diverse there. And I mean, the, our traditions are pretty similar. I mean, we, both of our families celebrate Christmas, so that's not problem. Uh, we're both Latinos, so it's the Latino culture is all still there. Um, it might just be different in terms of, you know, the foods. I see it mostly. Growing up, did your family have any particular traditions that you that you remember? Well, el pesebre, you know, under the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember, you know, singing songs, you know, uh, Niño Jesús and things like that. My mom still continues that. Like, there's always a pesebre under her Christmas tree. Um, oh. I sometimes, not every year. And she will not put, you know, baby Jesus out until... Until uh, Christmas, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we open gifts at 12, you know, on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve is a big celebration for us. Christmas Day is just spent kind of like recuperating from, you know, from Christmas <laughs> and eating the leftovers. So that's, you know, Christmas Eve at our home was huge growing up. It still is now. Uh, my mom dresses up as Santa Claus every single year. Is she really? Oh, that's growing awesome. Growing up always had that. My grandfather was always Santa Claus. So Aww. he kind of passed, you know, the Santa outfit on and <laughs> she's been doing this for years. Last year, the kids figured out it's her. Uh, <laughs> finally, my 12-year-old still hadn't figured it out, but it took my six-year-old to figure it out that it was grandma. <laughs> That's of course, of course. The little um, they're so the girls are on it. The girls are always on it. Uh, but we still continue the tradition. You know, she said this year, should I still dress up as Santa? You still have Aww. to dress up as Santa, you know? So Santa, you know, Christmas Eve, family dinner, el pesebre, Christmas tree, gifts, you know, opening at 12. You know, those are all part of our holiday celebration. Monica, thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. So Monica, let's talk about your background and what inspired you to start NYC Tech Mommy. I've been working for the past six years kind of as a digital parenting writer and a consultant, a freelance writer. And I've been using my, educa my educator background and my expertise as an educator and as a parent to help and guide other parents in making the right choices for their kids when it comes to things like toys and educational apps and children's books, sometimes bilingual children's books. And that all started when I founded my blog, um, which I'm the uh, editor and founder of the blog, NYC Tech Mommy, as we mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And my mission there is to inspire families to live simple, live fun, and live life with tech. Like, those are all the things that I personally love. And that came from uh, prior to starting my blog, I had been working as an elementary school teacher, bilingual teacher in New York City mm -hmm. schools. For a few years, I also worked as a tech teacher and working with my students in elementary school and with their parents really inspired me to start identifying digital platforms and tech resources and different ways to promote learning and language development with kids to help them make connections with the real world, like beyond the classroom through tech. Kids aren't fearful of technology. Mm -hmm. You know, oh no, kids no. can do so much. They know so much more. And they're so quick. They're so yeah. quick to learn. 
sometimes they'll teach me. I don't know how to do something. And my son's like, mom, that's so simple. Let me show you. And I'm like, how did you do that? You know, to them <laughs> no. it's, like, it's natural. They've been around it forever, you know, and they're not fearful. And that's why they're so good at it. So I feel like I, I, I like to inspire parents to also not be fearful of the tech. So when I was home with my daughter um, six years ago mm -hmm. uh, and I became a stay-at-home mom with two mm -hmm. kids, I was kind of looking for an outlet, some way to uh, connect with other moms and kind of like tap into things that I was passionate about and um, and just find other like-minded moms. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I kind of was just home alone and needed that connection with like the outside world yep. and grown-ups. So I decided to start a blog. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know anything <laughs> about blogging or even social media. So I started a blog and um, I was just pretty much sharing things that I loved and I was passionate about, things I did with my kids. Uh, my daughter was baby at the time uh, with my son who was about seven you know at the time and it was um experiences that we were having in and around new york city and also like technology i was using with them mm -hmm, apps mm -hmm. i'm a huge app hoarder so i was mm -hmm. sharing, like, apps that i was using and things like that and it was kind of like just a hobby something to keep me busy outside of just taking care of the kids at home but quickly it became a business when brands started mm -hmm. reaching out to me to do review of products to share experiences uh, to talk about tech you know from a teacher's perspective and then it just took off without me even trying. It was like, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. and before I knew it, I was working with brands, not just on my blog, but brands were reaching out to me, you know, to do writing for them uh, or to consult oh, with wow. them mm -hmm. at tech companies. And since then, like for the past six years, it's what I've been doing, not just on my blog, but also on other websites like Common Sense Media, for example, mm -hmm. I've worked as a freelance writer for them in the digital space and, um, and just working with other brands like toy brands, which has been a lot of fun. And my blog has changed and evolved mm -hmm. over the years where it started I'm more sure. on the techie side, but now it's kind of like just my life. Uh, tech is a big part of it. Education is a big part of it, but travel is as well. So it's a mix of all the things I love, but it's just unexpected that it would become kind of like a business and that it would be something that I'm so passionate about. And I say like on my blog, like live simple, live fun and live with tech because we can have like that happy, you know, balance of like right. the technology. I don't, I view technology as a positive and not as a negative. As long as it's quality content that they're consuming, then I'm okay with the screen time. It also has to be you uh, as a parent being involved in what your kids are using. They're right. on an app, they're playing a video game, mm -hmm. you know, try it out. Don't be scared. Plus it's what the kids love. So you want to be kind of like involved in those things that are so important. And it's the future, you know, tech is the future. Absolutely. So, um, and I love when we can bring that into toys as well and make it fun. I'm so excited that you mentioned toys because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our recommendations. And I think it's going to be a great balance because you're the tech mom. I feel like you're, this is what you do. And I'm like the non-tech mom because I am a little bit fearful of tech. I'm very old school. So I think, it, I think the balance, the list is going to be a good balance. Yeah, I'm excited. I kept it not too crazy tech because I also believe that there has to be like a balance and kids like to play. Play is super important without the screens, you know, going outdoors is super important. Family time, super important. Not, you know, screen time isn't everything. And our kids are like on screens so much right now. Mm -hmm. So as much as I love screen time, sometimes I have been working hard to kind of like not do as much and find other ways. And thinking of the toy list that I'm sharing with you today, I kind of try to mix it up with like some toys that incorporate some techie stuff, but also just fun play that allows the kids to learn something new. I love toys. I've always loved toys. Before yeah. I had kids, I collected toys. I'd buy toys and leave them in boxes. They're still <laughs> storage. You know, little by little, sometimes I unbox some of them and give them to the kids. Like I had a rainbow bright, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Working with toys has been like 
a really exciting thing. Through the years, I've collaborated with many toy brands, big ones, small ones, well-known mm-hmm, ones like mm-hmm. Tech, Fisher Price, and then many uh, smaller startup brands, mom-created toys and things like that, gadgets for kids that are just coming out to the market and are not by big brands. So some of the toys that I'm really excited to share with you today have been toys that I've reviewed, but not all of them. Some of them are just mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. my kids' wish list. These are items that they're asking for. They're all like approved by this mom. Um, yeah, so yeah. I thought I'd share them with you guys. I'll second that by saying that the toys that I recommend are definitely toys that we have either used or on Victoria's Christmas list or brands that I have collaborated with in the past. They're all mommy approved. So that's number one. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start with bilingual learning because obviously this is the Latina mom legacy and we're here to empower you to raise bilingual bicultural kids. And hey, if we can find toys that encourage that, that would be great. And if they love them, that's even better. What's on your list, Monica? Well, when you say bilingual toys, the first brand that comes to mind for me is LeapFrog because I've used them since my 12-year-old was born. And I always made it a point to find the LeapFrog toy that also has the Spanish feature. And these are the ki- the toys that my kids have always been obsessed with since mm-hmm. they were born. I mean, they still have like their little scout, uh, little friend that sleeps with them every night, even my 12-year-old. So right now, leapfrog has really great books that i love since i love books these are interactive books they have a 100 words book and a 100 animals book which is really great because it teaches kids 100 words Mm -hmm. um, from anything about foods colors activities opposites outdoors and it has the word in english and in spanish on the bottom and the kids can listen to the words said in both languages they can hear songs with the words in Spanish, it's, you know, super interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, for the animal book, it has, I believe, 12 habitats and environments that they oh, can learn cool. about. So they're learning lots of vocabulary in English and in Spanish. Mm-hmm. You know, Very Spanish. visual. So I think LeapFrog does a great job. And I love that they, a lot of them have like that Spanish feature. These are geared for kids around what ages? So the book that I mentioned specifically uh, was out this year. I would say more for like the toddler uh, because mm-hmm. it has a lot of like, you know, the push the buttons and things like that. But I would say, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old might still be interested in it if they're learning the language, if you're thinking about it as a use for learning some, new, you know, Spanish words. I would, I would definitely agree yeah. with that. And hold on to them if you have kids, you know, in different ages. Like oh, my absolutely. On <laughs> flashcards and, you know, all of that six years later. I love that. My non-tech recommendation is the Word Salad by Wordy Toys. And my daughter loves just playing in the kitchen and just anything food related with play she loves. So the Wordy Word Salad is basically a salad. It has the bowls. It has the knife, the fork. La lechuga, everything, like all the little parts, but everything is labeled on one side in English and on the flip side in Spanish. So it's again, it's that hands on interactive play for kids, but also gives them that visual word element. And so you're trying, you're sneaking in a little bit of Espanol and learning into their play. So that would be my, my recommendation. I absolutely love that one. We don't have it, but I've seen it. And that's even a great toy to use, like in the classroom if you're a teacher. That's, mm-hmm. I love that. Another tech little gadget that I would use if you're trying to incorporate more Spanish is the new Echo Dot Kids Edition. 
they have like a panda one and a Thai one. Um, and I love it because, you know, Alexa is a big thing at our house and mm-hmm. many kids, you know, are using <laughs> Alexa nowadays for everything from like, you know, homework to story time. And you can set it to Spanish, right? So you can speak to yes. Uh, listen to stories in Spanish, you know, practice words in Spanish because Alexa will pronounce them for you so you can practice. I mean, you can even call Abuela, you know, on, on your Alexa and chat in Spanish with your family. So I think that that's like a really cool little tech gadget to have, the new Echo Dot Kids Edition. Set it to Spanish in your Amazon, um, you know, Alexa app thing. And there you go. You're ready to go. Practice Spanish with Alexa. I love it. Do you get weirded out by Alexa sometimes? Like, do you, are you like, I'm one of the moms that after we're done with Alexa, we unplug her because I'm just like, we do, we have Alexa (laughs) and we also have Google. My daughter makes me turn them off actually, because she says that they're listening. So sometimes I'm running around the house like, Hey Google and Google's not answering because you know, she turns it off or, you know, Hey Alexa, Alexa, I must say stays on more often than Google. Uh, But yeah, we do turn it off sometimes uh, when we remember, because also sometimes it'll just start talking to us. You know, yeah. and places in the house. My mom has one downstairs, and sometimes I talk to Alexa up here, and Alexa downstairs responds. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hilarious, but you know, it is useful. And and sometimes I just need a minute to do something, and really, it entertains my daughter because Absolutely. she stories from there. You know, jokes is a big one. You know, they ask, you know, Alexa <laughs> to tell them jokes and things like that. So it's funny. But I like the the new Echo Dot is really cute because I love that it's like a little panda or a little tiger and um and i guess it's you know safer for the kids so it's a good one so my non-tech recommendation would be the lil libros lil loteria which is a kid's version of loteria and if you're not mexican i'm not mexican but i love loteria it's like bingo so this is like the kids version of bingo and it's just it's a lot of fun and it's um it's very cute i love the the pictures that they used for this game so that would be my non-tech recommendation oh that's cute so another recommendation and i guess it's kind of like non-tech too i would say for raising bilingual kids it's just pretty much any puzzle any game Anything that you can sit and interact with your kid, I think is a great conversation starter. It's a great opportunity for you to uh, work on language development and practice language. So throw some Spanish in there while you're playing, you know, any game, any puzzle. I mean, if you're working with really a little, you know, toddler who's maybe working on a puzzle about colors, well, let's talk about the colors in Spanish, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many opportunities. Um, it doesn't have to be like a specific toy. Mm-hmm. And the, same, the same can be said for tech. There's lots of great apps, you know, mm-hmm. that are Spanish or have Spanish component to it. And I would say use it with your children. Don't just hand off the device. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter loves Duolingo and we do it, you know, and she's practicing Spanish with it. And I sit and do it with her. Mm-hmm. And then she finds YouTube videos that she wants to watch in Spanish, canciones or whatever. We do it together. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the most important. Find something that you can interact with your child, be mm-hmm. it a toy, be it tech or whatever and then sit together and do it. And that's when you have those opportunities to use language, which is really important for me and my family, because like I said, on the regular, we're not speaking in Spanish to each right, other. Right. So I have to really be strategic about finding those little moments when I can squeeze it in. I definitely agree. So one thing that I bought, I just bought it this week actually, was remember <laughs> the Guess Who game back in the day? Yes, yes, yes. I used to so, love it when I think somewhere. So I went to Walmart and Walmart has like this big sale on all like the board games. This was like on sale for like 10 bucks. And I bought two of them. And I bought one for Victoria, my daughter, and I bought one for my mom, who's in Florida. So they're each getting one for Christmas 
And the idea is that once a week, I want her to practice her Espanol with my mom playing this game. And one, it helps my mom because my mom está viejita and my mom suffered a stroke. And, you know, she she also needs that interaction and she needs that educational aspect. But it's also a way for her to bond with her granddaughter being away. But really, it's an opportunity for Victoria to practice her, her Spanish. So any game or even like the Loteria game, if you can get to maybe buy one for your parents or a friend, uh, that could also be a great way for them to practice their Espanol. I'm going to try that. I'm going to actually give my mom a board game that the kids, even though now we're here, she's downstairs and we're upstairs, but still, <laughs> um, our, my niece is far away. So maybe they can play together because last year for Christmas, I got my mom the Facebook portal, which is another oh, yes. Yes. for families and for kids, because, you know, my mom would talk to us on WhatsApp or on Facebook and she's not the techiest and things would cut out and we'd have to call her to tell her, no, you know, what button to press, you know, and all those things. So we got her the Facebook portal and she has it in her, in her dining room. And as a matter of fact, when we weren't together for Easter, mm-hmm. you know, we all sat down and had Easter dinner, you know, and she was on her Facebook portal and to do things like that with grandparents, be it story time and Espanol or games, you know, something like the Facebook portal is a really great gift also. That's um, actually a really good gift. Yeah. And now that I'm they, like, huh. Yeah, they have them on get one for my mom. <laughs> um, I know last year I got it like at almost half off. And I think this year um, I had looked at their website. They also have it uh, at a like big discount. So it's a good, t- if you're ever going to buy it, it's probably the best time to buy it during the holidays. So let's move on to educational toys. What is on your holiday gift guide for educational toys? So I have some fun recommendations, but I've noticed, and I think it's the big trend this holiday season are like the educational toys. Mm -hmm. We're all home. Our kids are learning from home. So you want to find like those toys and gifts that are really functional. And right now it's education, right? Because we need to find ways to squeeze it in uh, because the kids might not be getting enough just from the virtual learning. So one of the items that I had selected that my kids already have in love is uh, learning resources. Botley. I love learning resources toys, by the way. Um, I've never heard of them, (laughs) but I'm like the non-tech mom. (laughs) That's why I have you. (laughs) No, but you know what they don't make? It's, they're not tech. They're not a tech company. Um, Learning resources has a lot of educational, like play kind of toys. Mm -hmm. And your daughter might even have some and you don't realize that they're learning resources. Um, So (laughs) if you look them up, you'll see, I mean, they have like anything from like cooking little toys to like science experiment, little Mm -hmm. kind of sets and puzzles and all kinds of things but they also have a coding robot named botley nice. so they have a new one uh this year botley the coding robot 2.0 mm-hmm. uh, my kids absolutely love him and the reason why i love him so much is because he's screen free so when you think coding you think oh the kids are going to be in front of a computer yes. but that's so this is a screen free oh, toy oh i love that and kids you know from five and up even younger, if your kid really, you know, if you work with them, will learn early coding skills. You know, they'll practice critical thinking, problem solving. It's a cute little robot. They set up like obstacle courses. He comes with a remote control. You can also build a course that he follows. My kids love it. My son, he's 12, so I didn't think he would be into it when we got it. But he loved teaching his six-year-old sister and his four-year-old cousin how to use him. And they've had so much fun. You can have a dance party with him. He plays sounds. He plays, he has lights. So we turn up all the lights and Botley dances around the living. Oh, how cute. But I love him because he's screen free. 
And he's also um, helping the kids practice STEM skills, critical thinking, problem solving. So mm-hmm, I really mm-hmm. love him. So Otley, the coding robot 2.0, I think he's super cute. My educational recommendation is a tag toy, and it's Osmo. And Osmo, Victoria got for her birthday this past year because that was like right at the beginning when the pandemic started. And it was an opportunity for her to have more, quote, screen time, but have it be educational. And we loved it. We loved it. It's just become another game, part of her, not every day, but if she's having one of those weeks where she doesn't necessarily want to sit in front of you know, her remote school learning or, you know, she's having an off day, then we'll go to uh, to Osmo. They have a lot of different levels and skills. And I think you can also do coding. You can do creative things. You can they have like not attachments, but all these like extras. We have the basic kit and I am going to I do want to get her like the creative pad where you can draw and they come to life. It's really cute. And they also have uh, I believe it's one of the games because you download the games and and it's not just all part of the tablet. It's a combination of tablet with hands-on mm-hmm. letter tiles and they have other things that the kids can use. But they also have one or two of the games are in Espanol. So oh, it's nice. also, yeah, it's also an opportunity for her again to practice her, her Spanish. So um, that is Osmo. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. I've never, we've never used the Osmo, but it looks really good. Maybe I have to add that to our list. Yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, it uses an iPad and it mirrors what, like, if they're doing their games. It's fun because it's it's a combination of both. They still have to use their hands, but they also get that that screen, which is that's just so appealing to them. But you feel good about them learning, that it's not just like they're like zombies in front of a screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So I have another another brand that I really love for like educational toys that are fun is Fisher Price. Mm-hmm. So my kids have always had Fisher Price toys and I think they're great for the little kids. And right now that we're all home and um, especially like our family, we don't have a toddler anymore, but we have game night and pizza night every Friday mm-hmm. or movie night and pizza night. Yes. Um, but we always have pizza night on Fridays and we do something fun to go with it, be it a game or a movie. And Fisher Price right now has a Fisher Price laugh and learn game and pizza party gift set, which is awesome for babies and toddlers. Mm-hmm. It's pizza, pretty, it's two two pieces to this set. Um, it comes with a pizza um, where the kids can push buttons, lights, it activates songs and phrases about shapes and opposites and counting one to 10. So there's like different slices, you know, on the pie. And then it also comes with a video game, like remote. You know, it looks oh, like a very little, cool. um, video game remote, which is super cute for like the littlest gamer in your family. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. um, and it has like lots of, you know, um, also lights and things and play modes, uh, multicolored lights. I think it activates also songs about um, the alphabet and shapes and colors. Um, it's great for kids, for little ones, like six months to 36 months or so. But I think it's really fun for now that we're all home. Mm-hmm. want to give the little ones, some extra learning time, right? And a toy like that, that lets them practice alphabets, colors, and things like that. And then they can take part in like the fun game pizza night that they might not be able to, right? Because they're not playing the video games yet, maybe. Right. Uh, but this is a little cute little uh, set to have on I, hand for the little ones. I love that because anything food 
Mm-hmm. Like any play food, I feel like is so popular with oh, yeah. kids. Like they they love that pretend play. So on my list for education, and this can go in education and bilingual learning or tech, it's more of an app rather than an actual game. And this is the Eddie app. And Eddie is an app in Spanish that you download. It's a safe platform. So the kids can watch, be entertained. They have uh, tons of shows all in Espanol. They also have games they have where the kids can color, where they can play, and they also have books and everything is in Espanol. You do pay a monthly subscription, but it's like $2. I mean, it's like so cheap that it's like, it's kind of like a Netflix, mm-hmm. but specifically for kids two to six, only with content for kids two to six, very specific in terms of education, learning. That is one of our favorites now because they love screen time. They love to be able to go on YouTube. And I like YouTube. My problem with YouTube is that I don't have control with like the ads, with what she's seeing when I'm not around. So with Eddie, I love that she can sit and watch it for 30 minutes or play or interact or do whatever she wants. And she's not going to have like the pop-up ads or she's not going to click on something that she's not supposed to be clicking on. Are you using the ki- the um, YouTube Kids? I do, but even with the YouTube kids, I feel like some, I feel like some because like even even with Netflix, I'm one of those moms. Like I sit and listen and watch everything. So even with uh, Netflix, and I've mentioned this before, there are shows that she's not allowed to watch. But I don't have to worry about that here with the Eddie app. So it's just that peace of mind. That's wonderful. That's great. Got to check that one out. Tranquila, hija, ya casi llegamos. Mira, toma mi teléfono y ve un ratito Daniel Tigre, ¿ok? Sí. Ay, yo hago lo mismo con Carlitos. Siempre le doy el teléfono, pero me muero del miedo porque al final no sé qué es lo que está viendo ni con qué se va a encontrar. Ay, te entiendo. Es que por eso mismo yo solo la dejo ver Eddie. Es lo mejor que nos ha pasado para estar tranquilos con lo que Jimena ve en nuestros teléfonos y en su tableta. Se entretiene muchísimo y aprende cosas increíbles. ¿Eddie? ¿Qué es Eddie? ¿No la conoces? Eddie es una aplicación segura para niños. Tiene muchísimos programas que les encantan. Además tiene juegos, libros y actividades que siempre disfrutamos juntas. ¿No, hija? Sí. A Jimena le fascina. Y la verdad, a mí también. Para estar tranquilos, suscríbete a Eddie, la primera plataforma de video segura para niños en edad preescolar, con sus series y personajes favoritos, como Sara y Pato, Molan, Sida el Científico, Heidi y muchos más. Para más información, visita lafamilia.com, lafamilia.com. Okay, so we we talked about bilingual learning toys. We talked about educational toys. Now let's talk about games and puzzles, which is one of my favorite categories or is a favorite category in our home. So what is on your list for games and puzzles? So talking about games and puzzles, our family's huge on like game night and board mm-hmm. games and that kind of stuff. And one of the brands that I've worked with before and I absolutely love is Spin Master. They have like some fantastic toys and games um, mm-hmm. that are good for the entire family. And a favorite this year um, that I expect many kids would uh, be asking for if they see it at the store because it's super funny and cute is called Grouch Couch, the Grouch Couch game. Never heard of it. Now that we're <laughs> in quarantine, we're all spending lots of time on our couch. So it's a really fun game for kids ages five and up. It looks like a little couch. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has like a face. He wakes up when you press um, his arm, the armrest. I think he has like a remote on the armrest. And when you press that, he wakes up and he kind of looks like a grouchy little monster. Mm-hmm. He has teeth and eyes. And um, there are um, things that look like coins that have pictures on them, like socks. Like you lose socks in a couch, you know, uh-huh. and other different things that you lose, you might lose in your couch. I think there's like some popcorn and there's like a drink and, and um, there's a dice and you roll and there's some coins that go in there. But the thing is that the these things that the kids will put as they play this game on top of the couch, when they press this couch, the couch opens up his big grouchy mouth and he eats these things. And depending mm-hmm. on how many things he eats off the couch, the kids get coins in return. And it's like a really fun game. It's fast paced. The couch is grouchy. He makes like these noises and sounds. My kids get like a super fun kick out of it. And it's just a fun game. So, and now that we're all like on the couch all the time, <laughs> um, I think it's like so appropriate for this year. Though. Oh, I love that, that one. So I think that's a really cute one. Yeah. Games are really, really big in, in our home. We do a lot of like the old school game. We do the Monopoly. We do the Loteria. We do the Dominoes. We do we do a lot of games, but we also do a lot of puzzles. And that was like a big trend this year because puzzles are a great way to get the kids to focus on a task and they take forever. <laughs> I encourage for you to do it with them, obviously. But our go-to puzzles this year or brands, not a particular design, but my two favorite brands are Ebu and spelled E-E-B-O-O and Mud Puppy. Mud Puppy Puzzles, the artwork, I'm a visual person. I love beautiful things. The artwork on both of these brands is amazing. And the quality, the quality is really good because, you know, sometimes you get like the cheap ones and they start to peel. Their quality is really good and they make really nice gifts. They really do. Like if you want to give a family a nice gift, like I think these are really nice gifts to give a family. I love puzzles. I wish my kids would get into puzzles. I've tried. <laughs> because you're the tech mom. Yeah, <laughs> so they're naming. Like this constant, like, you know, um, activity and things. So, and they love building. So mm-hmm. for us, besides like the board games and stuff, another thing is building things. So we might not do like the puzzles with the pretty pictures and things, but we do a lot of building. And one of the toys that I love is um, the Connects. I don't know if you've seen the connects, which are kind of like pieces that go together. If you look it up, they're like building sets. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I like to get the ones for like the younger kids. I mean, you can build all kinds of things with connects, but they have like the kid connects comes like in a nice bucket with all the pieces. And it's really nice for the kids to like discover different pieces they can put together. It strengthens like their hands, eye coordination and fine motor skills and problem solving and just like their imagination. So my daughter loves building like these silly little figures, little monsters, little towers, whatever it is with these connects, which are really easy for the kids to put together Mm -hmm. and are a lot of fun and they're colorful and and I think it just like taps into their imagination. Like, I really love that. So connect. Oh, I love those. Building is huge in our home. We're huge Lego fans and Victoria can build for hours, literally for hours. She'll sit and build. So recently we went to Walmart and purchased the 1500 piece bucket for $30. I think it's still uh, on sale. Like that's one of their like big toy buys. So this is, if you want to get a great deal, a great gift, you can't beat the price. You really can't beat the price. So that would be my recommendation. It's like a variety box. You can get that at Walmart, anything Lego, honestly, anything Lego, you can't go wrong. 
we love Legos at my house. Um, I mean, we've been using them forever and we're huge fans. Like even my husband and I will sit and build mm -hmm. Legos. It's funny because as a kid, I really was not into Legos. I had friends and cousins. Because and they've come. I mean, they've come yeah. such a long way. I yeah, mean, you I, look at that. They're beautiful. Some of the builds are just like, what is it? The architecture series yeah. or they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Like, when we went to Paris, we bought like the Eiffel Tower one. Mm -hmm. That architect one. They have like really cool ones. But we love anything Legos. And right now, the kit that my kids are asking for for Christmas is the Super Mario Lego set. So oh, that, because they're that. huge gamers and they love <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, the sets that they have out now for lego super mario are super fun because they can create like their own game course just like in the video game oh awesome. um, and it's also kind of like interactive because the mario that comes with the lego set has like a color sensor and kind of like his eyes i believe light up and um he make he has different reactions and movements so besides it just being building you know with legos there's also like a little interactive component to it yeah. so it's like the game is coming to life yeah so i find like you know the kids my kids are in front of screens a lot and they love doing things like video gaming but i love when i can find other toys that are video game related but doesn't mm -hmm. put them in front of the screen so like the lego sets for super mario brothers the the lego sets for minecraft mm -hmm. you know those are like huge in my house because my son is obsessed with minecraft so sometimes you know that's another way to do minecraft but not be in front of the screen that's another oh, way to that. do you know, Super Mario Brother video games, but not be in front of the screen. So I love Legos. It's a really great way to connect with the kids. If you mm -hmm. sit down and build a set with them, you know, and you can kind of guide them through like problem solving and, you know, all of that. I, I find it to be really great and really beneficial to the kids and to the parents too. So oh, it's a absolutely. Next on my list, going back to puzzles, which it kind of reminded me because we we're talking about puzzles and then we we're talking about creating and building and is meshing those two are the Ravensburger 3D puzzles. So they have everything from like globes. They do have architect pieces. They even have like for the smaller ones, like they have an Olaf, like a 3D Olaf, which is really cute. So it's a great way for them to build, but it's a puzzle. Typically I've done the 3D pieces. Uh, they have numbers on the inside to make it easy for, for them to create. So it's again, it's getting them to use their brain a little bit more, but also to use their fine motor skills. So that would be a big, a big win, I think. I recently saw that, the 3D globe. And mm -hmm. because my kids aren't into like the flat puzzle, I was thinking that's a really great one that maybe we have to try a little bit. So thinking along the lines of games, and because my kids love video games and I've kind of, you know, warmed <laughs> up to it, this game that I'm about to mention is actually on my personal Christmas wish list. It's not even for the kids. It's for me, uh, <laughs> but it's for the entire family. Uh, the Just Dance 2021. I don't know if you've ever done any of the Just Dance. I'm going to like date myself here. Is that like the game when you used to go to like, I don't know, like Chuck E. Cheese? Like they had like the, what what is that? That, uh, that know, big the, board? The that you jump on and dance. Yes, yes. I don't know what they're called because yes. I was never into video games. So I never played it, but I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a video game. So we are going to, use it for the Nintendo Switch because my kids have Nintendo Switch and you pretty much hold the controllers as you dance and you get oh, okay. and you get a score based on how well you move and follow the moves that you're seeing on screen. So it's a really fun way to play video games with your kids oh because like I said I'm funny like, too. You know, I'm, yeah, <laughs> and you get exercising and you get moving. And now that we're all home and on days when it's cold and you can't get outside, like this is great exercise. For my birthday we did this after we like had dinner together, we played, you know, one of these Just Dance video uh, games. And now they have the Just Dance 2021, which is really cool because it's, you know, based on the music you're listening to today, you know? Awesome. So it's songs 
you know, songs that you know, that the kids like, that are popular, and then you dance and you can play together. I believe that you can play on some of these games up to like six players, you know, as long as you have enough uh, controllers and everyone dances and, and it's hilarious, you know, and, um, and it's kind of like competitive and it's just <laughs> a fun way to play video games with your kids, especially for someone like me who's not into gaming. And it makes you the cool mom, you know, when you can do this with your kids. So I told my family, like, you guys want to get me something for Christmas? Get me the Just Dance 2021. They looked at me like I'm crazy because, <laughs> like, mom, you know, you're not supposed to be asking Santa for gifts. But I think it's a really fun game for the entire family to come together, you know, and play a I video game. That. You know, that's fun and it gets you moving and, and it just makes you the cool mom. So I like that. Oh, it sounds like a lot of fun. I definitely have to check it out. Next up, we're going to be talking about dolls. Now, I will say, I'm honestly, I'm a bigger doll collector than Victoria is. <laughs> I used to collect like the, the Monster High dolls and the Enchanted dolls. And I still have a box and they're brand new, unopened. So I have like random dolls like scattered through my office and the house. Victoria, funny enough, is not big on dolls. The dolls that she will play with are Barbie. That's about the extent, but she's not really big into like the baby dolls or anything like that. So... I know about dolls because of my goddaughter, because she's obsessed with dolls. My recommendations for dolls start really with the old school Barbie because I feel like they've come a long way. I recently went to Walmart. If you're looking for a inexpensive gift Barbie, the, the Barbies that they have now is a great gift for any kid because they've come such a long way. They have plus size Barbie. They have bald Barbie. They have disabled Barbie. They have so many real life looking Barbies. Now it's not just like the blonde hair, big boob Barbie. <laughs> and they have like the career Barbies. My daughter's also big on Barbie and I've bought her a lot of Barbies, like the career Barbie, like, you know, they have the scientist Barbie, the astronaut Barbie. I just redid her room recently for her birthday in October and she's big on space. So mm -hmm. it's like a space room astronaut, you know, and I bought her like the astronomer Barbie and the NASA Barbie, you know, it's so like those kind of things. And like you said, the Barbie, that's a little, I think they had like a travel Barbie. I got her last year. She's mm -hmm. a little thicker, you know, she um, has curvy. Her clothes are not like the tight posing kind of outfit. Mm -hmm. I love those. They've really come a long way because uh, before, I mean, when I was growing up, that's all they had was like the blonde. They had the one Barbie and the Ken. And let me tell you, the Kens nowadays, I mean, they have man buns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went to this room. I was like, this is a Ken? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, but I love it. I, and they have Kens that I don't know if they're called Kens or, you know, but they have long hair like the guys have long hair. That's what we need is to yeah. see dolls and toys that are reflective of the people that we see around us. You know, like representation is everything, you mm -hmm. know? So I, I really love that, that they've like, Barbie has evolved. Barbie, you know, has different skin tones. And I think mm -hmm. that's important too. So for my kid to see a Barbie that looks Latina, maybe like mm -hmm. her is a big deal for, for her to see a Barbie that, you know, kind of looks like mommy, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. that, then you know that it's okay to, you know, just a regular person. You don't have to strive to be like that thin model type. It's not a limit because you look that way. So pique their, like their imagination and allow them to see themselves in the dolls that they play with. I think that's really cool. One insider tip, because I've, I've gone to all these stores over the past two weeks 
<laughs> doing research yeah. and, and looking at toys and, and seeing what's out and, and the, the specials and the Black Friday deals and stuff. Right now, Walmart has the Barbie Dream House, like the latest Dream House that they have. The retail price is close to $200 and they are selling it for $98, which is wow. a steal because it's huge. If that's on your kid's wish list, that's where to get it if they still have them. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to fly off the shelf. Dolls, like you were talking about dolls in your family. Dolls are huge in my family. Not so much with my daughter either. Although lately she's been warming up to them a lot more. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the past year. But my mom is a huge lover of dolls. And I think it stems from her childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, she grew up in a rural area and they didn't have a lot. And she didn't really have dolls. And maybe she had like one doll that continuously got patched up because it had una cabeza de yeso, like porcelain kind mm -hmm. of, you know, head. And it would break and it would get mended. And she loved the doll. So like she grew up to have this obsession with dolls. It's like even now we gift dolls to her. She collects porcelain dolls. So dolls were always huge. As a kid, she would buy us tons of dolls. I had every doll known to man, you know? So with my daughter, we buy her all the dolls. My mom's always buying her the dolls. <laughs> she hasn't really been all about them until like the past year or so. And mm -hmm. now she's really starting to get into like kind of the baby dolls and like the feeding the baby and changing mm -hmm. the baby and all that. So one doll that she's been asking for now is the, the baby alive, baby grows up. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I haven't. You, you, you probably heard of Baby Alive, which is yes. the doll that you feed. And, you know, she has a diaper. She goes in her diaper and stuff. Uh, but this is the Baby Alive. Baby grows up. So when you get the, this doll, I believe it's kind of like there's a surprise aspect to it, too, because you get the box. And you don't know which of the two dolls you're going to get in there. Because I think the box only shows like the face of the doll. Mm -hmm. And I think there's two of them. So it's kind of like that surprise, you know, surprise blind bags and things like that are huge with kids. So they open this box and they get a doll. And then that doll looks like a baby. It's wrapped mm -hmm. up kind of like in a swaddle. Mm -hmm. um, but the baby grows up. So the what baby do you mean it grows up. <laughs> it stretches up and it stands up into like a little girl. It's it's hilarious. She transforms kind of what? from newborn to baby to big girl. You have to watch like a video or something so you can see it in action. She ends up being like, I believe she changes like four inches. So she grows like four inches or something like that. She makes like over 75 sounds and phrases. She's interactive and it resets. So you can make her back into a baby. And then she turns into like a girl. Her hair gets longer. She grows taller. So it's kind of her cute. Her hair grows longer. What? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played with it yet because this is like I said, this is on my daughter's Christmas list. So let's see when she takes it out of the box. But um, everything I've read about it sounds really fun. They have it. I think she came across it in a commercial that she saw on TV. And it's a baby, a live baby grows up. And you see the little girls like rocking the little baby. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's like sitting up and, and then she's standing up and she's like a girl, like a, a big girl. Oh my you know? God. And hair grows. And, and that's like the technology. Like, how do they do that? You no, know? that's crazy. So, that's so crazy. I will promise. I'll provide links to any videos that I find because I'm so curious. But I think it's really cute because, you know, you get to feed them. You know, kids want to sometimes do the things that they see us doing, right? So, oh my God. you I know, my daughter, and, and, and you know, sometimes <laughs> this is my easy way out of getting them a sibling because they're always like, when are you going to have another baby? Well, no, here you go. <laughs> Here's the baby that's going to grow with you. You know, you get to feed it and you get to cuddle it and it says its first words and it grows up and perfect. It, you know, it got me off the hook. <laughs> oh my God. 
So I have to share with you my story with one of my favorite baby dolls when I was a kid. I think I was like probably like four. And my mom gave me this doll. That doll, you could, quote, feed her. And she had like a little pee-pee hole where she would go pee or whatever. So anyway, when you're four and your mind is so creative and stuff, back then they didn't have like all the technology that they have, right? So I started feeding this doll like real food. Like I was feeding the doll and shoving it down her hole because I thought that it was going to come out of the other hole. (laughs) So I did this for such a long time. Can you picture Like, can you imagine? And then I started seeing like little worms come out of her butt. Oh, no. (laughs) My mom, I showed the doll to my mom and my mom's reaction was like, Oh my God, what is this? Needless to say, the doll mysteriously disappeared <laughs> because I'm sure she was like full of maggots or whatever. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> uh, make sure you're checking the dolls and that they're not feeding them real food. <laughs> like, so ba- we have the regular baby alive. Actually, my sister got it for my daughter and my niece last year for Christmas. And there is like, you know, a mixture that you make of food that then you feed and it comes out, you know, they wear a diaper. I... I hit it. I didn't tell her the part about that you could feed her the real food because I just couldn't um I couldn't deal. <laughs> I couldn't deal with the mess, to be honest. So we play with the doll. We pretend feed her. You know, yes, pretend favorite. feeding like, is better. If you're gonna let her the kids feed them, you know, feed, you know, you sit right there with them, you know, and feed the baby together. <laughs> How funny. This Mommy Break is brought to you by Mi Legacy Shop. Mi Legacy Shop is a marketplace that I personally created that celebrates our Latinx heritage and promotes Spanish language learning. You can shop our best-selling onesies or child tees with sayings like Sana Sana Colita de Rana. Tell the world, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a Latina mom with one of our eco-friendly totes. Or you can also download print-at-home flashcards and educational material that will help your child learn Espanol. Use promo code POD25 or POD25 and get 25% off your first order. That's Mi Legacy Shop spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I shop.com. No te lo pierdas. Next up, we're going to talk about creative toys. And a lot of toys nowadays are creative. Like we talked about Lego. I think Lego are very creative toys. Most of the toys that you play with can be considered creative toys. So Monica, what's on your list? When I think of creative as a content creator, my kids are always trying to do what I do. They see mommy making videos and, you know, they watch YouTube and what kid doesn't want to be the big next, you know, YouTube star when they see all these kids on YouTube uh, creating videos. So VTech has a really cool camera out this year for the kids. It's called the VTech Kitty Zoom Creator Cam. So this is on my daughter's Christmas wish list. It lets them create their own videos. It even comes with a green screen feature. Um, and really? Yeah, like 20 animated backgrounds that they can use. It comes with a tabletop tripod. It allows them to make like time-lapse videos. So it has like a lot of creative editing kind of tools they can use right on the screen of the camera. It has like a built-in microphone. So I think it's a really fun way for the kids to create, you know, because kids consume a lot of content, right? So I feel like it's really great when we can empower the kids to also be content creators for as much content as they they consume that they can create content as Mm -hmm. well. 
Um, that doesn't mean that the kids aren't necessarily going to go out there and post, you know, the videos that right, my right. is going to post the videos that she creates with this. But it has a really nice feature also that the kids can't upload these videos anywhere unless a parent helps them do it. through. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. Oh, I and like so, that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can create videos that you just share with your family, you know, or that you send to Abuela. You know, you can pretend to be the YouTuber who's unboxing mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. and things. And you don't have to do it with mommy's phone. You know, you have your own little Yes. Family. And I yes. think that's really great. Um, <laughs> and I really tried to like encourage that in my kids because like I said, they're huge consumers of content. And I think it would be great for them to grow up to also create their own content and share whatever that content is on whatever their passions are, but just like allow them to do that and empower them in different ways to get creative. And because kids are so techie nowadays, I think mm-hmm. this little camera, the VTech Kitty Zoom Creator Cam is a really great little toy. I mean, to take pictures when you're with the family or just to have fun. I love cameras um, as gifts for kids. I gave Victoria a camera, a digital camera last year for Christmas. And what she doesn't know that I'm going to do this year is I'm going to take some of the pictures that she's taken and I'm going to have them printed in a book because these are her memories. These are her pictures that she's taking from her perspective. And some of them are really good, actually. I mean, some of these kids, they have like amazing eyes, like creative eyes. So I love the camera. Yeah, I love the camera. We went to Paris a few years ago and I got my son. It was also a VTech little camera. And it was amazing all the pictures he took during that trip. Like he'll always remember that, you know, and it wasn't the pictures that I took. It were the things that caught his attention right. took on that trip. So that's amazing. Love that. On my creative list, and it can also go back to like the building, the Nat Geo glow in the dark marble run. I had no idea that my daughter knew what a marble run was. <laughs> Until she saw this and she said, oh, that's a marble run. That looks so cool. And I was like, how do you know what a marble run is? <laughs> and apparently it was something that she had been doing in in school. It's fun. It's like they can create this whole run and it lights up and it just gets them problem solving if it doesn't work. And I just think it's a fun and creative game that they can enjoy this holiday season. That's really fun. And my daughter loves marble runs. We don't have one, but that is a really cool toy. Another kind of, I guess, creative or just fun recommendation. National Geographic makes a lot of really cool kits for like Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. And one that's caught my eye lately is the National Geographic Mega Slime Kit and Putty Lab. My daughter loves slime. What kid doesn't love slime, Mm -hmm. right? And she's always asking to make slime. And as much as I love her to get like dirty and creative, I really sometimes can't deal with the mess. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't come out right when we make slime and it's too slimy or it's, you know, whatever. It's just a mess and it takes a lot of work so I like when I can find like kits that already have it done and it's easy to yes. go and this kit the National Geographic Mega Slime Kit and Putty Lab um, comes with like a whole bunch of different slimes and putties there's like a liquid slime and a color changing putty and there's a snotty slime and a bouncy putty and a fluffy slime and a <laughs> magnetic putty there's like all different kinds uh, in this kit they come with little storage containers so you can put it away and it's a great way to like explore science and STEM and, and just like you know feel like you're like that little scientist mixing up you know slime and things without the huge mess so so I really like that one disclaimer that I'll say on slime because I learned this the hard way is you do not want slime near a nice rug Mm. a nice carpet because you will have the hardest time getting it out (laughs) you know a little tip this is what I end up doing because like I said my daughter's huge on slime and we always have slime around (laughs) and I can't deal sometimes I put it in a Ziploc bag for her 
So after we've made it, and I know she wants to play with it for hours, but I know it's going to get on the rug, get on the couch, get in her hair. So I put it in a Ziploc bag, and mm-hmm. then she still has, like, the feel of touching it and playing with it. Um, oh. Kind of, you know, maybe we mix, like, some glitter into it or some other little things into it. Mm-hmm. And then she can still play with it inside the bag for oh, hours. I like that. Uh, without it, like, spilling out everywhere. Yes. But it's all contained in a bag. Look <laughs> Since we're talking about slime, along those lines, but uh, a little more uh, house-friendly or mom-friendly, is Play-Doh. I have no problem with Play-Doh. And recently, I went to Walmart, and uh, you can find it also on Amazon, is the Play-Doh modeling uh, compound, which is basically, it's like the Play-Doh, but it's a 40-pack, and it's shaped like a rainbow. Like, it's so beautiful. Just the packaging, like, I Mm -hmm. love packaging, just like I love the, like, awesome artwork. So it's just the the Play-Doh. It's nothing fancy, nothing special. What's special is the packaging. That it's like a big rainbow. And I think that you can't go wrong with this one. First of all, we use a lot of Play-Doh because it dries out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to buy more. So I think it's just a traditional gift that they'll love to rainbow Play-Doh. But no, so it's really just Play-Doh. Have, like, you said it's 40 piece. So it's like 40 different colors. 40 different colors. It's 40 That's different amazing. colors. And it's just it's just shaped packaged like a rainbow. It's really pretty. That's so that, that would that would be on my list. My daughter loves Play-Doh. Play-Doh's really fun. You know, I think it's really good for sensory stuff. So that's fun. Yeah. The last recommendation I have, because my daughter's so creative and she's always finding things to put together and make new things. Like she'll literally take things out of the recycling bin to make something <laughs> new. I love attach, that. And attach little papers and little stickers and little sticks and little leaves. Whatever she can find, she creates something new. So she's super creative in that way. My mother's a seamstress. So lately they've been sewing little clothes for her dolls, for her Barbies and whatever dolls. And she just hates designs that she wants. And it's really fun to watch. So the last recommendation I have is one thing that I'm getting for her. She doesn't know I'm getting, but I know she's going to love it. It's the Blinger Ultimate Set. It's a Blinger. It's a kind of like a tool that has little gems mm-hmm. on it or little stars, sparkles. I mean, who doesn't love sparkle? And you can put it on anything. So you can bling out, you know, your hair, you can bling out your clothes, you can bling out your shoes, you know? So I think she's going to have fun because right now she uses stickers, like little, you know, stone, little stickers, little Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. jacks, whatever to put on dresses and on things and on her dolls. And so this is kind of like an actual little, like a little machine that actually allows you to like stick a little bling. It could be your hair even. So I think it's really cool for like creative girls who want to, or boys, you know, who want to bling things out, you know, who want to add gems and little stones and a little sparkle. We all need a little sparkle right now. So this is a really cute little tool. It's the Blinger Ultimate Set. So I think it's a lot of fun. She'll probably bling me out too. (laughs) (laughs) Where my daughter would go. She would bling out the dog. What was your favorite toy growing up? Oh, like when I see myself as a kid, I see myself with a Cabbage Patch Kid doll. I had two of them. I had the regular like Cabbage Patch Kid and the preemie, which was like the bald one with a little bit of hair on top. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. And, um, and those things went everywhere with me. Like they went to Disney, to Walt Disney World when we went on, <laughs> on a trip when I was nine. I took my Cabbage Patch Kids with me like in a little baby carrier thing. You know, if you look at pictures of my childhood, like Cabbage Patch Kids, Yeah, that's what comes to mind. Monica, this 
has been so helpful. I think a lot of the moms and dads are going to be on the lookout for uh, some of these toys. Not only that, but I also feel like you know what your kids want because they tell you. But when it comes to like your nieces, your nephews, friends of your daughters or sons, your neighbors, like people that you want to get something for, usually you don't know what to get. And I think a lot of these toys are great just gifts for kids in general. So, so I hope that this guide can help you. So thank you so much for sharing your toys. Thank you, Johnny. I loved all the toys you shared as well. So thank you for having me. We are back and it is a show tradition that we ask our guests the same round of questions. So Monica, this is your fast round of questions. Should I be scared? (laughs) (laughs) What is your biggest struggle as a mom? Oh, wow. The biggest struggle as a mom. I mean, right now, I feel like the struggles are different from where they were a year ago, maybe, you know, because of everything that we're going through. So right now, I feel like my biggest struggle is just finding like a balance, like the right. They're never sometimes I believe there is no balance, you know, Mm -hmm. but just and trying to do things when we're all home has been really hard for me because I'm the type of person I kind of like my alone time. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had that, you know, so we're together all the time. And I think finding like time for myself, finding time for the kids, we're spending a lot of time together. But like, I really want it to be quality time, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, you know, sometimes when I have a lot of work to do, and I'm like in my room at my desk for long periods of time, and then I have to like, you know, the kids are like looking for me, they, you know, I I keep wondering how what is it going to be like when they actually have to go off to real school? You know, it's (laughs) going to be heartbreaking for us to separate. Because for me to like lock myself up in my room for four hours to do work, work is like devastating for them they're like outside mm-hmm. the door waiting for me when I come out <laughs> you know <laughs> like and, you know sometimes I just need like and and because we can't leave our house right like in other in normal world if I need a moment sometimes I'll leave you know I'll go to Starbucks right. you know and I have my quiet time so sometimes I feel like my kids never realized that I was working you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they never realized what I did when they were in school yeah you know so now finding the time because I feel like the bad parent who's like taking time away from them when I'm taking care of business or whatever, because it's not time I'm spending with them. And that's been Mm -hmm. really hard to find that balance when we're all home together. Um, And, you know, usually when the kids are home, it's time to spend together because when they're not home, when they're in school, it's when I'm doing the grown up, you know, things that I need to do. But now getting all of that done in a space when we're all here, all together at the same time, finding the balance to be like a mom and also kind of like run my business and take care of just things that adults have to take care of uh, when we're all home and you want to spend all the time with your kids. It's hard. Absolutely. A hundred percent. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten from a mom or your mom? I don't know. You know what? I think that the best advice, and it's just like in life, is just do it. Just mm-hmm. get it. Just do it like without thinking too much. And I say that because my husband and I didn't have children for nine years. We were married for nine years before we had a whole life before we mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of by design. It wasn't, you know, it was because we kind of planned it that way. We were having too much fun and we're, we'll have kids. Eventually we got married really young. I was 23 when I got married. You know, I didn't have kids until I was in my thirties and it was by design, but also because I always kept thinking like, am I going to be a good enough mother? You mm-hmm. know, um, because of the role models that my parents were, where they dedicated like everything to us, I felt like I needed to do that. My mom was a work at home mom. She was Mm -hmm. a seamstress, but she worked at home. So we saw her all the time. And I was a teacher who like teaching took all of my time, right? I couldn't think of how can I take care of my own kids when I have other kids to take care of? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I always overthought it a lot, you know, until I had kids nine years later. And sometimes I think I shouldn't have, you know, I think I needed to just do it. I should have just been like, I'm just going to be a mom. Who cares? You know, Mm -hmm, we'll mm -hmm. we'll figure it out. And I think once I had my kids, I think that's the way we've been living. You know, we kind of just do it. We kind of figure it out. You know, when you overthink things too much, you get nothing accomplished. So, yes. um, And then once you have your children, follow your mom's intuition, you know? Yes. 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 the perfect mom but you're the perfect mom for your kids so I I think just do it you know just go be a mom go be a blogger go be an entrepreneur go be a teacher my advice just do it in life in parenthood (laughs) just do it finish the sentence growing up Latina I growing up Latina I oh I ate a lot. I still do. <laughs> I was going to say, I still do. <laughs> because when I think of family and growing up uh, Latina, like so much revolves around food and the the dinner table, like every holiday, every birthday, you know, every family comes over, we're eating, you know, someone's always cooking. Um, and it's become a big thing. Like now as grownups, like cooking together. Like Thanksgiving, for example, is coming up now. And Thanksgiving is a holiday that my sister and I take over because Mm -hmm. growing up, my mom always worked on Thanksgiving Day. So my sister and I, as teenagers, started cooking Thanksgiving dinner, for example. And because we're the Americans in the family, you know, my mom is not not cooking. She's not making turkey and stuffing. Um, So we kind of like took that on as our holiday and cooked together, my sister and I. Um, And that came from like the fact that, you know, for Christmas, we cook together with my mom and we're making maybe the Latino dishes, you know, Mm -hmm. but now we're cooking, you know, the American dishes uh, for Thanksgiving. That's, you know, my sister and I cook together. And now we're doing with our daughters. Speaking of food, what traditional Latino dish would you like to pass down to your kids and why? Well, empanadas are, I think, the one thing that I would pass down. I don't make them, (laughs) but my (laughs) mother does. And her empanadas, we call them mamitas empanadas because Mm -hmm. they're like her famous empanadas. Her recipe, only she can make them the way that she does. um, They're beef empanadas. They have raisins in them and olives, which sounds great. Like, no, it sounds delicious. Are, you know, <laughs> they are delicious. And I don't, and I've never made them because, or not the way she makes them anyway, because I just know they'll never taste like hers. So <laughs> I, I always tell her she needs to write a cookbook, you know, leave us her cookbook. Her legacy is like her, you know, her food. And um, I would love my, because it's just made with so much love too. Like mm-hmm. you're going to mom's house and she's making empanadas. She loves you. So for my kids to like learn to make the empanadas, mm-hmm. you know, grandma's empanadas, which we, like I said, we call mamitas empanadas, mm-hmm. I think would be like super special. I love that. Love that. What Hispanic home remedy do you swear by? Oh man. <laughs> Besides Vicks. Um, <laughs> home, I don't know. Teas. My mom is big on teas. So like your belly hurts, you drink, you know, she has all kinds of concoctions, teas. But I mean, like, I think home remedies, I mean, I love is as cheesy as it sounds to me. It's like just love. When I think of my childhood, there was a lot of love always. When my kids don't feel well, that's what I want them to feel. Just love. And like, it could be, there's like so many love languages, right? So, I mean, it could be food, you know, it could be hugs. It could be um, so many different things. I think love just makes everything better. Monica, what do you want your legacy to be? To live life, really. I want my kids to, you know, always say that mom taught them to just like go for it, just live life. Like life is short. Always take the trip. Always do that thing that you're doubting yourself on. Um, Like I said, you know, just go for it. 
Just be present, enjoy every moment. Don't focus on like the little silly things, you know, there's so much more out there. So I want them to just grow up with that feeling that they can do anything. They can live their best life however they want to live it. And just to say like, mom really taught us to live life, to like, just go for it, Mm -hmm. do big things. Don't let like your insecurities stop you. I hope that's what they walk away with in adult, in adulthood and pass it on, pass it on, you know, to my grandchildren one day to just go for it. Just live your best life. I love it. Monica, thank you so much. It has been awesome talking to you. Uh, I said it was going to be like 30 minutes and (laughs) two hours later. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jenny. This has really been so much fun. I love this. I love your podcast. You've been doing amazing. I love to see how it's growing. Like I remember seeing like your first few episodes, you know, and like you're still in it. Um, So I think that's great. And I, I thank you greatly for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Where can our listeners connect with you? So you can find me uh, on my blog, nyctechmommy.com, where I try to inspire you to live fun, live simple, and just live life with tech sometimes. But you can find me on social media as well. NYC Tech Mommy is my handle everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you there. Yes, and that's spelled N-Y-C-T-E-C-H-M-O-M-M-Y. So NYC Tech Mommy, be sure to to check her out, read her blog. She has amazing, amazing recommendations. On Instagram, I can kind of be myself. So you see like everything from what we're cooking, you know, and our meals to our family game night or movie night to like our outdoor adventures, to our travels, to our gadgets and our toys and our tech. Like it's just a mix of everything. It's pretty much just life, you know. So hopefully you guys will connect with me there. NYC Tech Mommy on Instagram. There you have it. Monica, thank you again. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Johnny. Happy holidays. Wasn't Monica great? She gave us some great tips and recommendations. I hope they truly help you in your holiday shopping. To close this episode, I want to share with you something that I think we all need to be reminded of during this time of year. This is called Be Thankful. The author is unknown. It is something that I found and I think it's worth a listen. Be thankful. Be thankful that you don't already have everything you desire. If you did, what would there be to look forward to? Be thankful when you don't know something, for it gives you the opportunity to learn. Be thankful for the difficult times. During those times, you grow. Be thankful for your limitations because they give you opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for each new challenge because it will build your strength and character. Be thankful for your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. Be thankful when you're tired and weary because it means you've made a difference. It's easy to be thankful for the good things. A life of rich fulfillment comes to those who are also thankful for the setbacks. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles and they can become your blessings. From our family to yours, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. Como siempre, mil gracias. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at the Latina Mom Legacy or at Mi Legacy, spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I. You can also sign up for La Lista and stay up to date with everything that's going on by simply clicking on the show notes in your podcast platform or visit thelatinamomlegacy.com and click on today's episode. You'll also find links to today's recommendations and show special. Support this podcast by going to anchor.fm forward slash the Latina Mom Legacy and sign up for the 99 cent monthly boost. 
Your support will ensure the podcast can continue to empower you to connect, create, and carry on your Latinx heritage. That's anchor.fm forward slash the Latina Mom Legacy. Un beso, un abrazo, y hasta la próxima. Ciao, ciao. What do you want your legacy to be? 